What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. No Candace tonight, but you got David and Isaac. The Memphis Grizzlies win the second game of the preseason, 108-102 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's just cut right into it, Isaac. Number one takeaway from tonight's game from you, go. Uh, I think it has to be Zaire Williams, man. Uh, coming into the preseason, the, the small forward, who was going to win that small forward spot was paramount for me and what I was going to be watching for. And I think he made some some significant strides tonight, and all the guys did once you got into the second half, especially in their fourth quarter. All the young guys, Jake Raver and, and Roddy, both did some nice things as well. Uh, but the confidence, I think, from Z is what you like to see. I mean, you look at the, the box score, and I think he played a lot better than even what you see in here. Ten points, one rebound, two assists, a steal, a block, uh, one of four from three, four nine from the field in 24 minutes. But I don't think those numbers even – do it justice. Um, I feel like his confidence is extremely high. Um, you saw the play where he attacked the closeout, uh, went in for the big monster slam. The playmaking uh, that, that he showed tonight, I like a lot. And I think it will fit in really nicely at that small forward spot uh, in these first 25 games during the time where John Moran is out, of course, with the suspension. So I, I think for me, I think he won a job tonight, despite some of the stuff that you saw with LaRavia. LaRavia some nice things in that fourth quarter, finally got it going. Uh, only three or ten from three, but but I think maybe all three of those were later in the game. Uh, got banged up there, went up and tried to. I remember who he tried to dunk on. Man, came down on his wrist. It looked looked bad, uh, but he was able to come back in the game and and play really well. Um, he he did some nice things, man. He was super aggressive. There was one play where I think he made a defensive play, got the got the ball, took it full court, uh, went down and laid it up. Uh, and, and you just like to see that kind of stuff, man. Showing a little bit of speed. That's something that he's. Got to talk about not having the foot speed, man. Kind of turned on the Jets there on, on that play. Uh, so I, I like what I really like what I saw out, out of out of young guys tonight. But I think if you're just talking about these three, I, I think Zaire Williams, man, his confidence just seems on on another level. In a walk-off interview, uh, they asked him kind of what was his thoughts of the game. And he just said, I'm ready. Um, and it just seemed super confident. And you could see that out on the floor. Last year, seemed like he was thinking a lot on the floor. You could just kind of see him just – the game just processing like it was too much for him. And it just doesn't seem the case. He's just getting the basketball and reacting right now. And it's good to see if, if he can be a, a, a decent contributor, I think that unlocks a, a totally different dynamic for this team. So I'm excited to see it, man, because they need him to be really good. They need him on the defensive end and he's definitely making strides, man. So I'm glad to see it. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of lay this out. Uh, and and you can kind of correct me if your thought of uh, if your train of, of thinking is a little bit different here. If Zaire turns into a guy that can be a primary, fantastic. That's great. But the Grizzlies don't need him to be a primary. Yeah. They need him to be good in his role. They need him to be out there and produce when he's on the floor. And games like tonight. When you're starting, when, when they're fully healthy and he's out there, if he goes out, he does exactly what he done tonight. This is what you're looking for from him. We we don't have to see big numbers from Zaire in order for him to be effective. If as the season progresses, he turns into a guy that can go out there and take over a game, unbelievable for the Grizzlies. Like, that's fantastic. But right now, there's still some stuff that he has to work on. And one thing that kind of concerns me a little bit, going back to the Pacers game, 
he had a possession where Aaron Neesmith was pressuring the ball and he turned it over. Aaron Neesmith took it away from him fairly easily. He had a possession tonight, Marjan Bochamp, good defender, was pressing yeah. the ball. He didn't turn it over, but he looked a little bit rattled with it. So while a lot of the stuff that he done tonight was fantastic, glad I'm happy to see what he's doing. I like the aggression. I liked, you know, he made a, a few good passes to X to get X easy buckets. Love all the playmaking that we're seeing from him. But I'm not putting the uh, the wagon in front of the horse and saying that he he's 100% there at this point. There's things that he still needs to work on, but definitely, definitely like what I'm seeing. Yeah, I was going to say, and I was in a, in a, a Grizzlies Twitter space earlier, um, and, and we brought up this conversation. And for me, I don't necessarily think that he's a guy that needs to be handling the ball all that much. Um, somebody brought up, that the Grizzlies are trying to kind of make him be more in a, a Brandon Ingram role. And somebody else brought up an uh, older player. I'm not sure a lot of people might not remember this guy. Corey Brewer is a guy that I kind of discussed. And I think that's the kind of role that he needs to be in. He doesn't need to put up big scoring numbers. He doesn't necessarily have to take guys out the dribble. He, I think the defensive end, even more so than the offensive end, is where it's going to be more, more most important for this team with his length and his size, but if he could just get out there and be disruptive, knock down a three every now and then, he doesn't need to be a guy that's taking high volume amount of threes. Just knock down a three every now and then, I think he'll be fine. Get to the basket. It's all what we just saw with this rookie year. Get up and down the court, catch lobs, and just cause havoc on the defensive end, and I think he could be fantastic in that role. I don't think he necessarily – a lot of people said that they need to put him on the ball. I don't know if that's necessarily the best fit for him. I just think he needs to be – Use that length, use that size of that athleticism, get in passing lane, get steals, run up and down the floor like a gazelle, like we saw his rookie year, catch lobs, hit a hit an occasional three. And I think if he could do that consistently, he could be extremely valuable for this team off the bench once they have their their full rotation. Um, I think that's kind of where he needs to be. Um, I, I don't I don't think he needs to be. I think a lot of people want him to be this guy that's putting up 15, 16 points offensively. And I don't think he needs to be that to be effective. Um, if, if he is able to get to improve on the defensive end and use that length and just run up and down the court, do what he does and just fit in, in, in that role, be that role player. I, I think that would be a big boost for this team. You know who they, you know, you're talking, you mentioned Brandon Ingram, but that that's not who they need him to be. If down the road, that's who he turns into. That that that's great. What I feel like they need him to to be is more of like Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah, I can I can see that. You know, like like KCP is a is a big wing. He averaged so in the championship run for the Nuggets last year in the playoffs, he averaged ten points, four rebounds, two assists, one point three steals, and a block. That's it. He shot 38% from three. You don't need him to score a lot. No, it's you, you you have John Morant. You have Desmond Bain. You have Jaron Jackson, who all three of those guys are capable of being 20-plus points a night players. And then you have other guys that you can get scoring from. Whatever he brings scoring, <laughs> if he's playing well defensively, is just icing on the cake. Yeah, and some nights he's going to feel it. He's going to be feeling it. And by all means, on those nights, 
shoot the basketball because we've seen him get hot, knock down threes. Um, and and when, if he's shooting the basketball well at night, they're going to be some nights where he might give you 18 points. He might go off a couple nights, but that's not what they need from him every night. Again, I think on the defensive end is where he can pay the most dividends for this team, man. And I just hope he develops on that because I've kind of talked about, we talked about before, kind of the, the, the size um, on, on the front line. They need another guy on the wing that can come in and defend, man. If he can if he can be that, man, like I said, that's the role that they really need him to be in. Uh, on those nights where he's going, man, shoot shots. But that that's not what they need on him from a night-in, night-out basis. But I've talked about his confidence and just between the ears, and he seems to definitely have improved upon that. And, and that sometimes have the battle. So I'm just glad to see him feeling more confident out on the court. I just feel like he was thinking way too much. Uh, it seems like that he talked about that last year, his first year coming back from that injury and how the game kind of slowed down for him. It just seemed like somewhere that regressed last season. And it was, it went back to what he was seeing early, early in the season, his rookie year. And it just kind of lasted all year. And whether that was the injuries or what was going on out there, it just never clicked for him last year. And here early, it, it just seems like something's clicking for him. And he said again tonight, man, on the walk-off that talked about the work that he put in his off season uh, with the trainers uh, trying to try to put on put on a little bit of weight, uh, just working out, and it, it's showing out there so far. Um, I, I agree with you. The handle still isn't exactly where you want it to be, but I just I don't necessarily think that he needs to handle the ball a lot. I, I don't I don't just don't know if that's necessarily the role that they need him in. But I mean, I, I like what I saw out of him tonight, man. I think just some of the, his skill set uh, for for those first twenty five games, I feel like I trust him more. Then I trust LaRavia, even though he did some good things tonight. It's just it's just hit or miss with those guys. You see that, and then the next game, they totally disappear. I just I think I trust Zaire, and, and especially for what they need. I think I trust Zaire better, and I think I like the fit better of him in that starting lineup than, than those other two guys with him with LaRavia and Roddy right now. Yeah, and this when we're mentioning starting lineup, I it's while John Moran is out these first 25 games, because when Ja comes back, the starting lineup is 99.9% sure it is not going to contain Zaire Williams. It will be John Moran, Marcus Smart, Jackson, and, uh, Adams. and Steven Adams. That That's going to be projected starting lineup. That's what it should be. That's probably what it's going to be, unless something just wild happens. Um, I, I think that's what it's going to look like. Speaking of Jaron Jackson, let, let's let's roll to him. He had a pretty good night. 17 points, five rebounds, three blocks, two assists. And, and that's what I want to talk about. I, I like what we're seeing from him in the preseason, trying different things. He's been taking some guys off the bounce. We yeah, know that he's capable great. of that. But the, the thing that was most impressive to me tonight was did you see them running the sets with him in the high post and like a passer? Yeah, yeah I, I heard I heard a lot of that as uh due to St. Andrew, some of the stuff that he's running. I love what they've done for Jerry. What we've seen in these first two games, uh even in the high post, the, the, his handle looks fantastic. Like, I mean, he he's looking good, man. If he can I, I just love what I've seen out of him. I think he's gonna have a, a monster year. I've said that time and time again. So I love a lot of the actions that they're getting him in. Seems like they're getting him in better spots uh, than we've kind of seen in, in the past. Um, and if those, that's a sign of things to come, man, he, it's going to be a big year for Jared. Yeah, I, I just 
the the passing if he unlocks that part of it i don't think that we have witnessed the true capability of what jaron can be offensively when jaron was out last season or not jaron when ja was out last season you saw jaron step it up on the offensive end and be more of that offensive threat and I think that's just like the tip of the iceberg. But passing was one thing I never felt like he really had. Not that he wasn't capable of it, but I just he he wasn't looking for it. And some of those sets that they were running tonight, he was looking to pass out of it and unlock it, man. Get Jaron Jackson putting up Jokic type numbers night in and night out. I would be frothing all over myself, dude. Like, <laughs> and I. That's not realistic. Like, it's just not. But, you know, if you get Jaron being able to pass the ball out of the post, giving you three to four assists tonight, it's going to be incredible. That you have Bain as a shooter, you have Kennard as a shooter, you know, whatever these younger guys develop into, you you hope that Roddy and LaRavia – can turn into shooters, but those guys playing off the ball with him being able to kick it out to them could be very dangerous for this team. And that helps them in the half court if he's capable of that. And we all know that the half court offense has been an issue for the Grizzlies. Yeah. If he develops as a guy that can pass uh, out of the post, that that just unlocks something completely different for this team. Um, and outside of the, the, the offensive game overall, um, and I want to see Jared continue to develop, obviously, uh, we know what he can do on the defensive end passing, and, and I wish that they would help him develop a, a mid-range jump shot because I, I think if he can get the, get the passing down, like you said, if he develop a mid-range jump shot, he'd be almost unstoppable uh, to do it from from all three levels. Um, he's a he's, he's a true unicorn, man. And like I said, I, I love some of the action, some of the stuff that they've getting him in this year. The handle looks even a lot better. It was improved last year. But it looks even better this year the way he's taking guys out the bounce. Um, he just looks unstoppable going to the basket. And I, I, a lot of people, and there's this weird, like, thought from, from NBA, like, nerd, like NBA. There's a lot of people that are putting money on Jaron for MVP this year. Like, I was kind of surprised when I heard that, but I've heard there's kind of like a groundswell of support, like, underground for people putting money on Jaron for MVP. Like, I think that's, I know that sounds kind of wild, but Man, people people are expecting Jaron to have a big year, and I, I am as well. Um, he took a lot of criticism in FIBA for his play there, and I just think Steve Kerr, that team was really poorly built. They put him in bad positions, not the position that was most set up for him to have success, and I think I'm not worried about that at all, Um, and, and I think you've seen this in the preseason. Him and D-Bain, man, are ready to go. Like, I don't necessarily know if I even need to see anything else from them Uh, this preseason. They, they look like in – mid-season form. So if they're playing like that right now, man, imagine what it's going to be like when they really get going. Um, I've been saying all summer uh, that Bain was going to be an all-star this year. Um, I, I, with that toe being right, I think we're going to see a lot more of, of Bain. The Bain that we saw about 20 games in last season uh, but before he had the toe injury, I think that's what we're going to see, especially these first 25 games with, with John out. I think he's going to put up big numbers. I like. He was there, though, because that was the point last year where he's averaging like 23, 24 points a game early in the season, and I think he's capable of doing that, man. His shot looks smooth. He looks confident. Those two guys look ready to go, man. You, If they put them in bubble wrap, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset at all. 
yeah, Bain had a good night tonight. Super efficient, eight for 14, four, six from three, five rebounds, five assists, 21 points, and a block yeah. shot. Yeah, in 26 and, minutes. Yeah, it's <laughs> – the – was that – what what ranking was that? That Was that ESPN that came out and he was like 61st? Yeah, man, that's ridiculous, man. There, There's no way there's 60 players in the NBA better than Desmond Bay. Like, that is criminal. I put that out this morning, man. I they they For some reason, man, they're still not putting respect on his name. And I think a lot of people – people sleep on him. Like, a lot of people, especially outside of Memphis – they have no idea how good Desmond Bain is. When you get in conversations with these people and you put Desmond Bain up there with some of these other guards, they're laughing like there's no way. I'm like, you haven't watched this dude play, man. Y'all don't know what y'all are talking about. This guy is one of the best best shooting guards in the NBA. I, I don't think there's any question. I think he's going to prove that this year. I, I really do think, especially with job being out and that not necessarily uh, – Desmond Bain's not a point guard, but I think that opens up another spot in the West because I'd be surprised if Ja – Finds his way on the All-Star team, missing 25 games. So that's even another spot opening up. I really do think Bain is going to show out in these first 25 games, and I think he's going to hit up on an All-Star team. I've been saying it all summer. I think he had a chance last year if he hadn't went down with the injury. So I really think he has a, a chance to make his mark this year, kind of leading his team with him and Jaron with job being out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%, man. He's He definitely looks ready to go. Uh, he struggled a little bit from the floor in the first game, but – and just like I said to Candace, and I, I'm not concerned with that. It's it's one Wait, game. That jumper is so smooth. Man. Yeah, you're going to have nights. He had one. Uh, he he knocked down a three, and then he came back down the floor on one of his misses, and he pulled up from, like, 30 feet. And I yeah. like, off his hand, I'm like, that's in. He, he, he missed the shot, but I don't care where he's shooting it from. Anytime that he's pulling up, I'm confident that it's going in. And he is too. You you can see it. Um, that don't want to keep hammering on them. We we're going to get to talk about them plenty during the season. I, I do want to talk a little bit about Jake Laravia. We said on the last po- podcast, Candace and I kind of both agreed. When this team is healthy, I don't feel like Jake Laravia is a rotation player for this team. Something that he did. He took. 14 shots in the game against the Pacers. He took 14 shots tonight. But I'll be honest with you, in that Pacers game, it didn't feel like he shot that many shots. But tonight he was being more aggressive. You mentioned the the time when he rebounds the ball, takes it, you know, essentially coast to coast and gets to the rim, gets the finish. You saw him attacking. He didn't put the dunk down whenever he fell and almost hurt his wrist. But he fired up 10 threes tonight. Three for 10 is not great. You would love to see that number higher but one of the things that we have discussed on this show and even outside of this show that has been discussed is his hesitancy and him being kind of a timid player where you really have to like beat it out of him in order to get him to shoot the ball. Do you feel like they finally unlocked this after watching the first two preseason games from him? Yeah, um, I, I think he's definitely been been more aggressive. Uh, coming out of college, I've talked about that a lot, that his coach Steve Ford said that did an interview I heard, he did an interview here locally after they drafted him and said that he had to get on him every day. Like, man, you, you're our guy, man. Go out there and shoot the basketball. And he just wouldn't shoot the basketball the way that he would like him to. And we kind of saw that last year. I, I think the, I think a lot of it has to do with summer league uh, and empowering him, empowering him to go out there and be – quote-unquote, one of the guys uh, to lead that team 
and letting him just get up shots. I, I think a lot of that has to do with what what him and and, and letting the role that they had him in in summer league. And I think you saw that come into translate into here in the preseason. Um, he's definitely been more aggressive. Uh, like you said, got 14 shots up tonight, shot 10 threes. He's just letting it go. Uh, he struggled early in the game, but in the fourth quarter, um, he he really came into his own, man. I, and I think knocked down at least two of those threes, I think, in the fourth quarter, if not all three of them. Uh, but the thing about him is, like I, like I said, man, it's just the consistency. Uh, but, but I think having that confidence to go out there and at least shoot the basketball, I think – is 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 part of half the battle. I think it, you needed him to have that confidence because it just seemed like he didn't have it last season. So you just hope those guys, Arabia and Roddy, can develop into guys that are that are rotation players for you down the line. Uh, because again, man, they they traded up to get Arabia first round draft pick on David Roddy as well. You you would like to see those guys hit, um, and that just gives you more options on the wing. I um, mean, we're talking about not to go back and talk about Zaire Williams, but I think. If Zaire is the guy that ends up starting for their first 25 games, I think that's going to be super valuable because when, when Ja comes back, having that experience starting those first 25 games, I think that's going to just add even more to this bench. Um, and talk, we haven't talked about D. Rose. I, I think I'm a little bit more more positive on D. Rose than, than, than you are. I, I think he's going to be if, – if his body holds up, like I know a lot of people thought that, that losing Tyus Jones was going to be an issue – I, I really do think, man, and some people might think I'm crazy for this. I really do think if Derrick Rose is healthy, that he can be an upgrade to Tyus Jones. I really do feel like that. I just think it, some of the things that he's able to do, veteran presence, of course, he's not the, the the athlete that he once was, but the IQ is still there. I mean, even he didn't score a lot tonight, only had two points, uh, played 20 minutes, but had four rebounds, seven assists uh, as well. He does a great job of – of setting up his teammates. He's really improved his jump shot. He wasn't much of a shooter early in his career, man. He can knock down shots now. He's still strong, get to the hole. He still has that first step. He uses his IQ uh, to, to – he just plays a really good floor game. Um, and I think if his body holds up, I think he's a guy that can can really play for this team. I, I know coming in – and if you talk with some people with the Knicks, they were saying the last couple of years he wasn't playing because he was he was hurt that he was just playing because he wasn't playing because he was out of the rotation. They wanted to play guys like quickly uh, and they wanted to play those guys and there wasn't anything wrong with him. So that kind of takes some mileage off his legs uh, because the last couple of years, he really hasn't played a lot of basketball. And I said this only before, man, I think being back in Memphis, knowing how these fans feel about him, he's they're embracing him. He's embracing the city. I think he's going to have a bit of a resurgence, man. I, I feel good about him. If his body holds up, I think he's going to have a bigger impact on this team than I think even probably some of the the most optimistic people expected. I, I just think he can still play, man. It, it's just some all about – Some of the most optimistic? You're stressing yeah, it a little bit, bro. I do, man. Like I, I I've said seen really, people like, – I've literally seen people say, oh, he took a couple years off. We got prime Derrick Rose back. Well, man, I ain't saying all and that. And you can go ahead and get down a damn road with that. <laughs> You're not going to get MVP level Derrick Rose No, back. you ain't getting that, but – I think, and you look at the style of play, uh, like the year that he played a few years ago in Minnesota, not necessarily oh, that they played him. Yeah, the was, same way yeah. that they played in Memphis, but I think that system is much closer to Memphis than what they played in New York. I just think he could strive, thrive in this system. Man, I, I'm, I, I hate to go crazy over here, but I, I feel good, man. If his body holds up, I think he's going to be a contributor to this team, but a pretty pretty decent-sized contributor. Yeah, like I, I... 
I, I won't go back down the road. I, I talked about that on the last episode, and I would just I'll say this, and, and we'll move on to to somebody else. If you get something, if you get a situation where Derrick Rose is healthy and can be in your playoff rotation, that is a massive win for the Grizzlies. But me personally, I don't believe that that's going to be the case. We'll Man, see. We'll, we'll see. And, and and I'm and I'm I'm a hundred percent fine being wrong with that. And, and I don't mean it like I'm not trying to crap on Derrick Rose. I know what he means to the city. You can see the support when he came out to that open practice. The fans that were there went absolutely insane. I, I get it. I want him to do well. Me, I I feel like I'm trying to stay a little more grounded on this. And a lot of people, the nostalgia because of, I man, I don't even want to rehash the wounds uh, of the loss in the in the game to Kansas, but yeah, because man, of what he done rough. with the Tigers, I, I feel like the nostalgia bug is biting a lot of people and just driving those expectations up. I might be wrong, could be wrong, and I'm completely fine if I am. Um, let's see, we're probably, we're about 25 minutes into it here and, and we covered a lot of the guys that I wanted to talk about again, final score, one Oh eight, one Oh two, the Grizzlies improve to two and Oh in the preseason. Yeah. So obviously they're not losing this year. Uh, yeah. I just want to throw that in there. So that's right. Yeah. They're undefeated in the preseason, <laughs> 82 and Oh, 82 and Oh, straight to the playoffs, in the playoffs <laughs> winning the finals parade on bill. You heard it here first. Go send your, uh, spend the money. Place the bets. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm kidding. <laughs> so let's talk about Adama tonight, man. Two for 11 from the field, 0 for 6 from 3, and a lot of foul trouble. He, he had five yeah. fouls, and he, he had them early. He, he had only been on the floor like, I think, nine or I ten know, minutes. Yeah, yeah. He had I know five. he had four and seven minutes. I know he had yeah. four and sevens. It, it was crazy. And I know, like, he hasn't traditionally, and his playing time, he hasn't had issues with foul trouble. Does this game give you any concern for him? He ended, he was seven points, seven rebounds, which that's where you, you want him to knock down threes, which he did not do tonight. And you want him to rebound the ball well. And he did do that. They still lost a rebounding battle 56 to 50 to the Bucks. And that's something without Steven Adams that is kind of expected. This team doesn't rebound well when Steven Adams is not on the floor. But does this showing from Aldama give you any concern at all? Uh, with Aldama, I think I'm not as – like, I like Aldama. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I'm as far – down the road with him as a lot of fans are. Like if you you hear like I have a lot of fans talk about Aldama, I I just don't think it's reality. I think it's based more in potential and they they see the size and a guy that can knock down a shot and they want him to be because he fits the prototype of what you want as a modern day big. There there's no question about that, but I think a lot of people kind of use that and they take his good performances and Say that's who he is. And last year, Aldama was still inconsistent. Uh, I mean, his shooting is super streaky. Uh, he still has a ways to go to defensive end. There were some really good moments, but he also disappeared, especially in big games. He wasn't a guy that they could really rely on in the playoffs, and they needed another guy to be able to knock down shots. And he, at that point, you still couldn't rely on him because his shot just 
it's hit or miss. There are nights where he looks really good, and there are other nights where it looks like he can't throw it in the ocean, like tonight, 0-6 from three. And, and you get that from him. So I think he's still super young, and I think people need to pump the brakes on, like, the expectations. He's still learning, still inconsistent. He's not – I just don't think he's the guy that a lot of people – not yet that a lot of people kind of pretend that he is. Uh, but tonight, I'm not, I mean, doesn't preseason game. I'm not worried about it. Cause again, I just put him in the category of these other young guys. I think with how bad he was his, his rookie year, I think that that's where some of the overinflation comes from because he's, his development has been remarkable. I mean, it's just night and day from even going back to Utah summer league last year, he's still mm-hmm. like a deer in headlights and somewhere where somewhere else he turned it on a flip switch. And it just seems like something changed with him. And he improved a lot. But I still think he has a ways to go to kind of be the player that I think a lot of people kind of say he is. Because he, he he's that sometimes, but it's inconsistent. You don't get the same thing night from night from him. And that's fine. He's still super young, still growing, still learning. I just, I just think sometimes there's kind of overinflation of him. And I think a lot of it has to do with just they see the prototype and they feel like, okay, man, this is – the guy that can unlock a lot for this team. So we'll own him. But I, I just think reality of it is not, he's not quite there yet. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned. You're going to have good nights. You're going to have bad nights. This is one of those nights where the shots were just not falling for him. Still confident in him, still think that he can be a rotation player. He showed yeah. in the time that Jaron was out early in the season last year, he showed that he can be out on the floor and he can play well against good competition. So, We'll see. It's it's the preseason. Yeah. Said, and at the end of last show, I'm like, it's it's preseason game one. We're only preseason game two. Let, let's see what happens. A lot of positives tonight. Told you guys we we're going to try and keep these post games shorter. We just hit that 30-minute mark. So, Isaac, I, I want to wrap everything up. Before we hit the 35-minute mark, before we get out of here, do you have anything that you want to touch on before we go? Yeah, man. You know I got to touch on my guy, Junior, man. Um People talk about say he can't play defense, man. You saw that block he had out there tonight. Man, uh, he, he had he had two. He had two tonight. Yeah, he, yeah man. He had a couple of nice de- and he played really good defense and then playing against uh uh he's smaller playing up against Lopez. Uh, I thought he did some nice things out there tonight. But like I said, one thing that you ha- I don't think Junior gets enough credit for is his IQ. Uh, I mean, his passing, his playmaking ability. He's really good at rolling to the basket. He sets really good screens. Um, and people just act like he just knocks down shots, and that's not the case now. He wasn't, he didn't shoot really well tonight. Uh, had eight points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Uh, but like I said, man, had two blocks. I think did to hell his own on, on the defensive end. And he he creates fouls. I think that's another thing that he does when you have him on the floor. He he gets piles of fouls on guys. I, I just think he he's he's a winning player, man. And I just wanted to get his due. Um, a lot of people said I was down on Odama to to build him up tonight. It wasn't. So much of that, I was just kind of proving a point because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, well, Dumbo was the 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 best player on a, on a top three ranked nationally ranked uh, uh, team with Spain, and that he's this and that." And I'm like, "Okay, well, if he's everything that y'all said he is, why is he out here struggling?" Is this and it doesn't have anything to do with me not liking Al Dumbo because again, man, I talked about his development last year and the development that he's has been tremendous. But for me, like I said, if you put them in a vacuum, if the Grizzlies would would have given Lofton the same push, same minutes, same put the same thing behind him. I think Lofton would probably have better numbers than him. That that's I stand on that. 
People can disagree. I understand that, like I said, Aldama fits more of what they feel like this team needs, and I get that. But I, I but I don't, I don't agree with the argument that just player for player that Sunday Aldama is miles above Kenneth Lofton Jr. And I had a lot of people telling me that today, and I just I don't agree with that part of it. But anyways, man, shout out to to Kenny Lofton Jr. again, man. Every time he gets minutes, and I was glad to see them give him extended push. He had what he played twenty five minutes tonight. Yeah, I was glad to see that. Uh, got some good work in tonight, um, and and just goes out there and produces, man. Every time they put him on the floor, so I just want to get that in, man. Shout out to my guy, Junior. So I definitely want to dig into that a little bit more. We'll do a longer episode uh, a couple times a month. I'm hoping maybe we can get one in this weekend. We'll see how the schedules work out with everybody, but I definitely want to dig into that a little bit more whenever we get into our extended episode because I have quite a bit that I want to say onto it, but. Uh, trying to keep these shows within a certain time window. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I think Candace will be back with us. The next game for the Grizzlies, Thursday night on the road against the Atlanta Hawks. Going to improve to 3-0 to continue this undefeated season going right here. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, like us, uh, subscribe, rate, review. Five-star reviews are fantastic. They help people find the show. Also, find us on social media. The show is on Twitter, at Ethos Grizzlies. I'm at NBA DWill21. Candace is at CandaceH901. Isaac is going to let you know where you can find him and get us out of here. Yeah, as David said, but hopefully we'll be back on Thursday night as the Grizzlies travel to take on the Atlanta Hawks. Preseason game number three, as David said, we're gonna gonna keep this thing going. Uh three and oh. It'll be interesting to see how Taylor Jenkins as as these last uh three games play out, how he continues to play. He said he wants to see different lineups. So I'm gonna be watching to see. Who gets minutes? Uh, is is he going to shut D. Bain and, and Jared Jackson down, or is he going to keep playing them throughout all the five games? That'll be interesting to see. Uh, so a lot of things to look forward to, man. I think some positives to take out of both of these first two games. Uh, good to see the young guys kind of do what they did in the fourth quarter. Uh, that that's always good to see. Good to see those guys get some extended run. Uh, but as David said, uh, you get the show on on the X app. Uh, I was about to say Twitter. I was, I was just going to call it Twitter, man. That's what it is to me. On a Twitter app, uh, you can get it at Ethos Grizzlies. You can find me on Twitter at I-S-A-A-C underscore underscore NBA. It's Isaac double underscore NBA. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll have the whole crew on Thursday night, hopefully. Uh, so, man, keep it locked. Uh, keep it locked right here with us at Ethos Grizzlies. And until the next time, we're gone.